really long time ago, a time before toys, a time before everything, God made the world a time long ago. And just like carpenters make stuff out of wood, God made the world and it was well good. He made all the plants, he made all the trees, he made animals, birds, and he made you and me. And that time long ago, that time that was good, God walked beside humans through the trees in the wood. But the humans he made, like you and like me, said mean things and were really quite nasty. They'd thump and they'd punch and they wouldn't make amends. And so God and humans could no longer be friends. But to be friends again, God had a plan. One day he would send a very special young man. So it happened one day, or maybe in the night, an angel came to Mary and gave her quite a fright. Don't be afraid! Get scared or jump! God's gonna give you a big belly bump. Your belly bump's a baby, and he will be the great one. Why not call him Jesus? He really is God's son. Now, inside Mary, a baby was growing, and Joseph stared at the baby bump showing. A bit worried about how the baby got there, Joseph scratched his head and twizzled his hair. But when Joseph was snoring in his dream he had a visit, an angel said Mary would give birth through the spirit. There's a baby inside Mary, a tiny precious life. But don't be afraid, says the angel. Name him Jesus and take Mary as your wife. Then Mary set off travelling with Joseph right beside. They walked and talked for miles and miles until Bethlehem arrived. With a baby inside Mary who was going to be king, when they finally arrived there was no room at the inn. So a place was found by Haystack and Cone, and in this spot the baby was born. So they stayed in the shed where animals fed, and the baby had straw instead of a memory foam bed. Then there were shepherds maybe cleaning their shoes, trying to scrape off the smelly sheep poos. Till all of a sudden was something weird, from absolutely nowhere this angel appeared. Don't be afraid! That's what I say! Say hi to the baby in a manger full of hay. The sheep looked at the shepherds. The shepherds looked at the sheep. Don't be noisy. Tiptoes, please. Baby Jesus is fast asleep. Shh. Next, wise men travelled ever so far, but they didn't use Google Maps. They followed a star. So the wise blocks found Jesus next to animals with fur, and they brought him some gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And then baby became boy, and boy grew to man. He made stuff out of wood, he was a carpenter man. And he did lots of cool stuff. He healed the sick, told great stories, and was amazing all the time. He even walked on water, and even turned water into wine. Remember when people wouldn't make amends, and when God and humans could no longer be friends? Well, it didn't end there. Because Jesus the baby and Jesus the man was the exact same Jesus in God's rescue plan. He lived and he died on a cross made of wood. He died for you and me to turn our wrong into good. But something happened after Jesus died that was worth a big high five. Because three days later, he came back again. Jesus really was alive.
So, don't get scared or jumpy, and don't be afraid. Why? Because I will be with you, says Jesus, not for a bit, but always, right till the end of the age. And that's even longer than a really, really long time. I love that story. You can download it if you want to watch that again from the Bible Society website. We're going to hear now some words that one of John's special friends wrote about 70 years after Jesus was born. Some words that are very familiar at Christmas. And I'm going to say a few words after that about what it means for us today to think of Jesus with us now. So if Graham would like to come forward to read that passage from the first chapter of St. John's Gospel. Let's listen. Good morning, everyone. Uh, John's Gospel, chapter 1, and beginning at verse 1. It's titled, The Word Became Flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And verse 10, He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh, and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It really is amazing. It's more than well good news. That reading reminds us that what happened on that Christmas day was quite incredible. It's amazing news. The Word became flesh. In other words, God, who was right at the beginning, formed everything through Jesus, became a human being, a baby. And the Bible tells us that he made his dwelling among us. He came down from earth to heaven, who is God and Lord of all. But that phrase, he made his dwelling among us, is a, is a strange phrase. And the people reading it in the Greek, in the original, they thought, what does, what does it mean, made his dwelling? That's the word we use for putting up tents. When we go camping, or when we're wandering on long journeys and we have to stop on certain ways along the road, we have to pitch a tent and that's what we say. We're going to make our dwelling here. It's a very odd word. 
And you know what it's like when you pitch a tent. You have to be very careful where you put it. You have to be careful not to put it near the river, otherwise it might flood and get soaking wet. You have to be careful and think about a place that's not too windy, otherwise it might blow down. You have to be careful that you get it in a place where there's not too many cows around and they've left country pancakes around, so that when you get out of your tent, you go... You have to be careful and think about where you pitch your tent, don't you? And that reminds us that God was very thoughtful and careful about where he pitched this tent of Jesus coming to live among us. The Bible tells us that many years before Jesus came, there was a prophecy in Micah. It talked about Bethlehem being not the least of the villages around, but the one place where God had chosen to be special. A little town of Bethlehem became a great place. Interesting, wasn't it, that Bethlehem means house of bread. The Hebrew is Bethlehem, house of bread. Jesus himself talked about himself being the bread of life, didn't he? It was also the birthplace of King David. That's why Joseph and Mary went to Bethlehem, all the way from Nazareth. And David was the last great king of Israel. And there are all sorts of promises in the Bible that tell us that out of that place will come a great king, even greater than David. So Bethlehem is a very important place. It was the place that God chose to pitch his tent. Now, I've been very lucky to have given to me, for today, two tents. And there's actually in here, would you believe that there is an actual tent? I find that hard to believe. I would find it even harder to know how to pitch it. So I'm going to leave that. It is a mystery And it is a mystery how God can become a baby. I mean, who could ever imagine that? But I'll leave that one for now. I have got an even less mysterious tent here, but I'm still not very clear about how to put it. Who knows how to put up these tents? Do you know, Rafi? Come on, then. You think you do? If he needs any help, do you think might need any help at all? Yeah, okay. Pull it up. Pull it out. Shake it out until it's... Go on, Dad might need to. Come on, James. Give us a, oh, he's got there. Look. Very good. Well done. Thank you very much indeed. So we've got an instant tent. Now, here's the tent. And I've got a question to ask. How many do you think, how many under seven-year-olds do you think we could fit in this tent? What do you think? How many? Three. Okay. Any people think any more than Three. What do you think, Josh? Five. Daniel? At least seven of her, yes. Your lovely sister. Yeah, well, let's say five. Let's go for five. I don't think we can all get... Who would like... Who's under seven? Who's six and under? All five. All five. Okay, five-year-old. So we'd like to volunteer. See, let's try it out. See if we can get five children in here. Uh, if you're willing to get squashed in here, one, two... Three. Henry, you're going to get in there? Four. No. You're going to give a go? You're going to try in there? How many have got four? There's still plenty of room, actually. 
Yes, come on, let's get in there. Let's see if we can beat five. Dan, give, give a hand. See if you can get any more in. So we've got one, two, three. You've got three in there? Three, four. You get in. Squash up. You might have to sit on each other's lap. Four. Go on. Let's fill it up. And another one. In you get. Go on then. Now that's five. And this is the sixth. Look at that. Go on. Wonderful. Wow, 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 wow. That is so good. Well done. I think that's probably by the safeguarding policy we have in the church as much as we can manage. Let's give them a very big clap. Six. Yes. Well done. Six are all in there. Thank you very much. I think you're going to have to get out. We'll keep them in there. All right. Forget the rest of Christmas, families. That will keep them quiet for a while. Thank you. I think we better get out now and you can listen to the rest of the story. Thank you very much indeed. Well, I didn't even think that would be possible. Christmas is full of the impossible becoming possible. Wasn't that what Mary heard from the angel? Something like that. So the good news is amazingly wonderful. If Jesus was like a tent coming to earth, like God pitching his tent on earth, God says that there's room in that tent, room in his son Jesus, not just for three, four, five, six, or seven, but for a hundred, or for a thousand, or for a million, or for a billion. There's enough room for everyone in the whole world who has ever lived and who ever will live to be in that tent to be part of being in Jesus. And it's an astonishing concept, a thought that the Bible teaches us, that Jesus comes to invite us to be part of him being with us on earth. Because the very, very good news is that Jesus has come not only then in Bethlehem, but he comes now and has landed in Down End. <laughs> He is with us now, Emmanuel, present with us now. And his invitation is to everyone in this parish, everyone here, to find their life in him. Do you remember that other little bit in the Bible that says, in him was life? Did you get that in the story? At the beginning of that reading, in Jesus was life. As we get into the life of Jesus, make connection with him, as we, as the story told us, make it possible, and that God makes it possible for us to have a relationship with him, we are in that relationship with Jesus, so we are in his life. And we can experience that life right now. And indeed, we can experience it in life beyond death too. Jesus came that everybody might have life and in its fullness. And in the new year, we're going to be continuing to explore what it means to live, to learn to live that life, the life in Christ, the life that we are intended to live now and always. It's a really wonderful story. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we are so thankful 
that you are with us now, that you've pitched your tent to be among us in this earth. Thank you that you invite all of us into your life to live with you in this world and the next. We are indeed amazed this Christmas at what you've done. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen.